Welcome to Gimcrack Video. How can I help you tonight? Hey, yeah, we're just uh, browsing for something a little different. Well, have you tried our forgotten classics? Is that the one over there under the sign that says Blighted by God? Oh, oh, I found something. Have you seen this before? Ah, never heard of it. Let's grab it. Enjoy your selection. <laughs> you, you, know, you know we're still here, right? Oh. falling apart on the sin <laughs> can you believe we got through la- we got through replicator without ch- talking about eggs or chasers um, i'm surprised we got through replicator <laughs> that's okay tonight we're going to talk about leather and bears i'm sure it's fine <laughs> oh we're gonna go for quite the ride tonight so i was at chili's uh, earlier um i wasn't eating there i was grabbing food to go right mm-hmm. um the app broke, and so everyone had to like go into the little to go area. It's like twenty people deep. It was a fucking fiasco. Jesus, yeah. But uh, the restaurant outside from that is basically empty, except for there's like ten people at the bar, right? And um, there's it's one chick who is completely smashed, like like shit faced, three three feet three sheets to the wind already. Nice at seven thirty at night <laughs> on a Wednesday. In a Chili's. That's fantastic. When, when I say she was drunk, I mean she was not only slurring her alert and shouting out profanities at the top of her lungs, but yes. was walking up to strangers and grabbing them around the shoulder and neck and just like, yay, buddy. <laughs> so this lady, she goes off. She just wanders off into the part of the restaurant and her husband's like, wait, where did she go? Come back. <laughs> And the bartender's like, wait, are, are you her husband? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, more power to you, bro. Right. And Good he's like, oh, I have a, oh, oh, this isn't even as half as bad as I've seen. I'm like, this is a Wednesday night. Jesus. At a Chili's. Not even at a, like a real bar. At a Chili's. Like, like, have you heard, like, there's two letters of the alphabet she needs. Once it starts with A and it ends with A. Yeah. <laughs> uh, are you ready to record here? Hey there, everyone. We are the Lords of Tanglewood, and you're listening to the Found on Shelf podcast, the only podcast guaranteed to give a hoot and not pollute. I'm so, Dustin, and I'll be... <laughs> well, hold on. I, I am Patrick, but I'm confused because I thought we were the Lords of Flatbush. No, this tonight we are the Lords of Tanglewood. Right. Okay. Um... <laughs> So this is a podcast where we watch weird movies every week. The weird, the obscure, the bad, sometimes the just plain boring. The movies containing Chuck Norris. Uh, the general conceit is one of us has done some research into the to the uh, episode and the other one knows not a goddamn thing about it. Although, I would like to take this moment to um, juxtapose the difference in our preparation method. Oh, yes. Uh, because Dustin's very <laughs> thorough. Like He'll read books. Hmm about the movies he'll spend hours researching it he he told me earlier that he that he had about 20 minutes on the guy who was in this movie for five minutes so so yeah what i what i typically do is um even sometimes even before i watch the movie i'll go through uh 
Wikipedia and IMDb note all the main characters and then I'll cross-reference to see kind of other things they were on see if there's any kind of interesting background or anything interesting history. And um, yeah, then at the, the one case for uh, Deadly Eyes, I went and read the book that it was based on. Um, and uh, yeah, if there's a director's commentary, I'll go back and re-listen to the director's commentary. I'll search out bonus features, uh, you know, all this kind of stuff. And I'm, I'm sure... I'm sure you do the same, right? So I find a movie that I think is going to be weird and I pick it. And if I know anything about it, then I write that down. And if I don't, I spend about, <laughs> I spend about one to two hours Googling. <laughs> Max two hours, usually one <laughs> half the time the night before we start recording. <laughs> See, so, <laughs> so the, the, you know, we, we come, we're coming at this from... Oh yeah, different schools of thought, right? And I and I and I bet that you're sitting there wondering how I'm going to connect this film uh, with the 1971 film, The Erotic Adventures of Pinocchio. Uh, does it involve Invasion USA? I don't believe so. Why? Not, not that I'm aware of. I don't know what uh, Invasion USA is, so I don't know. It's the Chuck Norris movie that has a climax in the mall. Oh. There's just an entire lengthy action sequence in a mall. They just wreck this mall. <laughs> that sounds fun. This is our first Chuck Norris movie, too. Yeah. Yeah. He's been in some stinkers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Chuck Norris is in more bad movies than good. Um, Jesus. In, I, I, uh, I know of a good movie Chuck Norris was in. It's called Enter the Dragon. And yeah. I think he gets killed in that. Yeah. Um, That's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, other Top than Dog, that, you didn't you didn't like Top Dog? You know, every Chuck <laughs> Norris commercial, every Chuck Norris movie, and every Bowflex commercial are basically the same story structure. Basically, yeah. Well, tonight uh, we are going to be talking about the 1996 Chuck Norris film Forest Warrior, the um, most expensive episode of Walker Texas Ranger. Ever <laughs> Yeah, it's sitting at a uh, 46% on Rotten Tomatoes and only uh, 1.9 stars on Letterboxd. So what what are your thoughts on those ratings? It's okay. It's like a competently made bad kids movie. Yeah. All right. How how would you how would you what's your elevator pitch? How would you sell me on watching this movie? Not that you would want to, but if you had to. <laughs> So I thought it occurred to me while I was watching this movie and watching these kids run around on bikes the whole time mm-hmm. and going on their fantastical, magical adventure on bikes yes. in the summer. Yeah. And all the adults were reminiscing about when they were kids. Yeah. What if Stephen King was a conservative? Oh. He would have written That's this. <laughs> <laughs> uh the terror, so far as yeah. I can ever tell, began in 1993, where this one kid who looked like Zachary Ty Bryant, but I don't think he was. Um, okay, so <laughs> do you do you do, do you like do you like kids' movies about the environment? Sure. No, you don't. <laughs> but do you have a kid? I do have a kid, and she does care about the environment. And does she like bears? Cute um, cubs. Oh, I mean, who doesn't? And <laughs> found on shelf, who doesn't like bears? Um, 
And we're standing by that <laughs> firm stance. <laughs> so, um, if you, uh, this movie's got it all. It's got environment. I'm going to put that got- on our, on our FetLife profile that we support bears. Look, that's, that's the pitch. You, you got nothing to do on a Thursday night. You're in the rental store. You know, your kid likes into the environment, animals, and maybe possibly Kung Fu. Here you go. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's like if you want to watch a Chuck Norris movie and you're also hanging out with your kid, here, go for it. Why not? Yeah. Okay. So do you know when you pitch this, or movie, you could I- watch the erotic adventures of Pinocchio, but I don't know if that would be appropriate. It's like that Rugrats joke where like Granddad rents this like space vixens, and he goes, "That's for when you go to sleep." <laughs> Wink on on the Rugrats. That's a that's a Rugrats joke. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, words i had a train of thought it's it was derailed uh, it's probably should i just play joke. the trailer <laughs> uh, uh, yeah go ahead fuck it chuck norris is back with action-packed excitement in his new riveting feature film forest warrior forest warrior has all the action and suspense of movies like delta force and the hitman Plus the family appeal of previous hits like Sidekicks and Top Dog. Set on a mysterious mountain, Forest Warrior features a group of kids known as the Lords of Tanglewood. (laughs) They must protect the land from the human greed which threatens to destroy it. I want to cut the trees down now. We're going to cut down the forest. We can't let them do that. Out of the majestic forest comes a mythical warrior who will help them fight their god. I told you to get off the mountain. We have every right to be here. You can't tell us what to do. I saved the forest from your carelessness. Now I'll save it from your greed. Chuck Norris. Forest Warrior rated PG. Now available from Turner Home Entertainment. (laughs) Wait, Turner Home Entertainment? This movie really is fucking old. All right, I'll be honest with you. When you recommended this movie, I thought you were talking about Warriors of Virtue, which is a movie about a kid um, helping a team of life-size kangaroos who know martial arts protect a fantasy forest. That would have been the better choice, I think. Yeah, so just save that. (laughs) Just file that away for the next time you want to do a kid's movie. (laughs) Well, I figured after Little Ninjas, we could go with this. Listen, this movie needed cookie. <laughs> I could have used cookie. I could have used cookie. I, well, you know, not really, because the prospector would have felt like in 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 like the whole jive of this. Yeah, like this, the the prospector is very much its vibe. You know, what this movie really needed. What's that? War, Warwick Davis's Leprechaun about halfway through the second. <laughs> Every movie could be better with that. It's it's an undeniable fact. <laughs> Tar is great, and if you it, it, with with forced Tar would be great with Leprechaun. Yes. Okay, so Forest Warrior. That's what we're talking about. The Chuck Norris film. Um, Jesus, he, he uh, was good in Rogue One. I thought. <laughs> what? Oh, Forest Whitaker joke. Oh my god. <laughs> wow oh boy good night I'll be folks taking, I'll be taking my, 
my lack of standards and just sitting here. <laughs> well, so the movie uh, starts off with um, uh, our man Clovis is his name. The only black man in this entire town. Did Roscoe Lee Brown need money? I don't know what he needed, but um, he was there. <laughs> he's he's like a genuinely good actor just hanging out nah. in Chuck Norris movie. Yeah, he, I mean, he probably owed somebody a favor or something, but, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that man has been in a ton of stuff. So, but, uh, yeah, I'm not sure what what caused this or who he who he owed a favor to. I, God, there was some interview with an actor, and he's like, you ever see you ever see a really famous person, like, in a really shitty movie? Chances are they owed somebody a favor. Yeah. So yeah. there you go. <laughs> and sometimes oh, yeah. they fight like hell to make sure that favor never sees the light of day. Yeah, this is yeah, this this happens. Um, so we 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 start with uh, with Clovis uh, telling a story of of how McKenna, that's uh, Chuck Norris's character's name, how McKenna got his his magical powers. I thought you were going to say his groove back. Um, so that would have been a better movie as well. This movie doesn't outright borrow a lot or use a lot of uh, Native American imagery that I can see outside <laughs> of the concept of a shapeshifter. And even then, you know, like it's it's very much off the base. So it is the entire movie does reek of like appropriation, but not in a way that's like per, like direct one for one. Yeah, kind of like, I thought like it was going to be a lot Stokes more ideas. problematic because I thought he was going to be playing a an Indian character. And I thought it was going to be real bad, but no, he, he had married an Indian woman and became one in their ways. The story is, uh, his wife's sick and he went to go get medicine for her, which I, I don't know what type of medicine he wouldn't need to be just found, but he went to go get medicine for her for whatever sickness this was. And he rode her, his horse so much it died. So then he just took off running like, um, Ricky Bobby at the end of Saturday Nights. Right. And he's just running. And Roscoe, uh, what is his name? Mr. Madison? Mr. Clovis. Madison? Clovis. Right. Uh, he, yeah, Clovis. He, he says um, he says that this character ran for 40 miles, which yeah. is almost two marathons. <laughs> Marathon. And this was before he miles. got his magical powers. Yeah, yeah, this is just Chuck Norris and peak Chuck Norris joke Chuck Norris territory. Yes. And what has happened after this is, uh, you know, he gets ambushed by these people who want to buy his land and he won't sell to them. And he fights them, but like he fights them like he's, you know, uh, like, a, like a grandmaster, martial arts grandmaster, and just, just wrecks shop with him after having run 40 miles. And then so instead they, just, they shoot him. And he falls, presumably dead, into the river, and then wakes up. And then, then he doesn't really wake up, but he's like he washes ashore, and a bear, a wolf, and an eagle find him. Yeah, and then they magic into him like the spirit of these animals, <laughs> and then yes. he becomes a nature spirit. He becomes a guardian of the forest forever, and that's the legend. Yeah, he's, he's the mountain man. He's the man on the silver mountain. Yeah, and and I, I have a uh, I have a clip of you know of when they all kind of came together to 
you know, became one magical creature. So hang on one second. Let me see if I could find just animal hunting. Uh, no, they actually have some, uh, some dialogue there. Hold on. Here it is. Oh, wait a minute. That was, that was the Captain Planet when they all came together to form Captain Planet. I grabbed the wrong clip. I'm going to, I'll, I'll try to find the right clip. You came in too early with that because halfway through the movie, the kids all put their fists together as if they had the rings to summon up Captain Planet. Yeah. Because, yeah, I, I used to really love that TV show. I did too. When I was four. <laughs> and so speaking of TV shows, um, did I ever tell you what the titles of these MILF Manor episodes are? I'm sure there are things like uh, Freud was right, Oedipus, um, Jungian analysis, things like that. No, no, they they try to uh, riff off of jokes or off of uh, songs, but instead of uh, a part of the song, they put the word MILF in there because it's funny. Uh-huh. Uh, the first episode was called MILF Said Knock You Out. I, I don't know if you actually hear through my, my soul leaving my body. The, the second show was Your MILF Should Know. The third episode was Your MILF Don't Dance. The fourth episode is probably the worst because it doesn't even fit. She's a bad MILF jamma. So when they get around to Prince's sexy motherfucker, let me know. <laughs> And let me let me point out that these aren't that's not actually milfs. They're more cougars than milfs because you know milfs are more like a young guy going after an older woman, and then a, a cougar is more the older woman going after the young guy. It's no, definitely no, more cougar. No, no, it's it's no, it's specifically mom. I'd like to fuck, and they are all moms. Yes, their sons are there to bear witness to that. <laughs> but. It's it was presented as the mothers going on a dating show, mm-hmm. which would be more cougarish. But they, I guess they already have a show called Cougar Town, so that wouldn't that wouldn't work. So uh, on this episode, they did this like this speed dating thing where they all had to sit around and rate everybody. And I don't know, I've never gone on a speed date. Have you ever gone on a speed date? No, but I was just thinking that the Cougar Town theme song should have been so soy loco un tigre. <laughs> Well, tell me if you would ever think of saying this during a uh, speed dating session. Hold on. If, would you ever say something like this? I was called the queen of blue balls. <laughs> I mean, I haven't called that. Who hasn't? Who among us hasn't? So, so yeah, they did this speed dating thing, and whoever ranked the lowest got booted off the show. Um, and it was funny because there was this couple that was on there. There was not a couple. Ugh, uh, a mom and a son on there that I didn't even recognize from the last two episodes. <laughs> and they they ended up getting kicked off. So uh, next week they bring on a new mom and son. But you know you know how these shows end on you know cliffhangers. So I'm I'm excited to see because they all kind of freaked out. And they were like, oh no, this changes everything. So it should be really cool. And I'm really looking. What you found what you found out what the, the twist is going to be is it inexplicably they've just brought back. Um, uh, Bryce from Too Hot to Handle again. Oh, God. <laughs> he just shows up on reality shows now. 
<laughs> this whole show just ends in an orgy. <laughs> so have you seen Short Bus? <laughs> no. Okay, so that was the end of the joke. But, you know, for the record, Short, <laughs> Short Bus is a film by John Cameron Mitchell. It's his second film after Hedwig. And it's a movie uh, about sex All featuring right. unsimulated sex. Because this was like the thing in the early 2000s is art movies was everyone who has sex is really having sex. Right. They have a giant orgy scene about halfway through. Oh, all right. Also, they have a scene in which a man sings a national anthem into another man's asshole. <laughs> what were we talking about? So, forced work here. <laughs> <laughs> after, after he wakes up to a magical bear, um, again... Glittery magical bears. Sometimes you just wake up next to them. It's fine. He gets he gets the powers of all the people, all the bears and the eagles and the wolf. And then we cut back to the present day with the guy finishing telling the story. And uh, what do we got? The there's like a town hall meeting where we meet our first uh, our first baddie. And did you so, recognize this guy, Travis well, Thorne? Yeah, clearly he's a bad guy from the 1800s. <laughs> pretty right, so much this movie, this movie takes place in the 90s that all everything that we just heard was a flashback the movie takes place in the 90s peak 90s all the kids are wearing plaid plaid yes. is in the hats are on backwards plaid is in there's blonde kids who look like they should have been on home improvement it is peak 90s there's a girl <laughs> really one of the guys peak 90s okay yes now in the middle of peak 90s the bad guy of the film is dressed like Howard Johnson from Blazing Saddles. Yeah, I could see him tying up somebody on the train tracks. Mm, yep. True Snidely Whiplash. Uh, he was, his name is Travis Thorne, and he was played by an actor named Terry Kisser, who was also in a few episodes of Walker, Texas Ranger. But I told you what this movie was. <laughs> and, but that's not it. He was also in Hunter and Friday the 13th, part seven. He was Dr. Cruz in that one. Oh, yeah. He's the guy who's like doing the unethical psychiatry with Carrie. I think so. Yeah. He was also in Tammy and the T-Rex. That's what I recognized him from. You know what you probably, probably recognize him most from? As Bernie Lomack in Weekend at Bernie's. Honestly, I've watched that movie once when I was like eight. Oh, God. We got to watch the sequel. Bernie, we get it, Bernie's two. <laughs> yeah. This time it's personal. He's he's still dead. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Stifler should be in a weekend at Bernie's. Okay. <laughs> so, so um, look, we're not going to spend a lot of time on the plot since we spent a lot of time on the, the intro, but... What I want to point out here is like Thorne is a logger. He wants to log the mountain. They have yes. established that the mountain is sacred and they, and the town has, a, has like, like, um, a, like a special bond with the forest on the mountain. Right. They don't want to, they don't want to, they don't want to cut it. And the, 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 like, the, the, the town hall meeting, he's, he's, he's poking up a case like, like, this is going to be good for the town. I totally promise I'm not in league with the pollution monster from Fern Gully. Yes. 
Yeah. That's essentially the the plot of this. Yeah. And then one of the one of the kids is like, "My dad's a logger, and he'd never cut down those particular trees." I'm like, right? Uh, it's like, my dad's a good logger; he only cuts down bad trees. He'd never cut down the good trees. Right. What the fuck we're doing here? Uh, anyway, so we we meet the kids. They're called the Lords of Tangle. Lords of Tanglewood. Yeah. Okay, the Lords of Tanglewood. Which you know, I, speaking of, have you seen Lords of Flatbush? Is the only reason that Henry Winkler is the fonts. No, I have not. Okay, don't. It's terrible. Anyway, <laughs> I think Stallone's in Lords of Flatbush, too. I think it's Stallone and, and Winkler. Oh, that sounds interesting. You see, this is why I don't prepare. I've just got, I've just got shit just, just trapped in my brain forever. Yeah, you got weird things filed away. They just need to come out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, the uh, so the kids are going to go initiate the youngest member of the crew, um, blonde kid's younger brother, who's like roughly like five ish, probably eight. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how old kids are. <laughs> uh, kids, uh, kids are all just like kids to me. I, probably, that, probably, probably closer to like eight or nine. Okay. So like the the metronome swings forward and back, and I'm just like kid, but eight yeah. or nine, and they're going to introduce. They're going to go ahead and, and induct him into their little. Um, Lords of Tanglewood, please. Yeah, the, yeah, they're, they're cult. It's the Losers Club. It's the Losers Club. It's the Losers Club. But it's the Lords of Tanglewood. Okay, just <laughs> this. This is stand by me without the body, and you know it. Now, anyway. Oh, and 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 kind of point out when we were talking to all those adults in the logging thing, um, one of the lawyer guys, uh, the sheriff, and the girl's drunk dad. Mm-hmm. And um, Travis's henchman Williams were all in Walker, Texas Ranger. Of course they were. So the girl, the group, because she, she fills the role of girl, and mm-hmm. her dad is drunk because she needs to have an arc. So her dad is a drunk. So she takes him home and puts him to bed, and she's like, "Oh look, the daughter's taking care of the dad because he's drunk. This is terrible." Right. And she prays, and it establishes that the mother left them. And she's praying for to her dad to have to know peace. Hold on. There's motorbikes roaring down my street. Uh, and then she's praying to God. And the spirit of James Fenimore Cooper, who is played by Chuck Norris, uh, <laughs> Chuck, Chuck Norris magically materializes as the guardian of the mountain to watch in, listen to her prayers. And when she gets to the end, he says, amen. Yeah. He has been a nature spirit for more than a hundred years, and he still believes in the Christian God. <laughs> what is this movie doing? Yeah, there's a, there's a little weird problem with that. And I was also wondering, does he just like listen in on everybody's windows or did, was he summoned there? I think the the idea is that they just wanted to like establish him having a connection with her early on, so they can have their arc together. But it would be funny if he just like randomly showed up outside of people's houses. It's just like yeah, it's just like just, just, just like watching, just watching people undress, and he goes, "Amen." <laughs> he wasn't even looking in her window. No, no, it was just slightly to the left, the house across the street. He was, he was looking at the hot lips hulahanning. <laughs> He's sitting there watching Milf Manor on people's televisions through, <laughs> through the windows. Okay, so they're, they're going to bring the kid up to the woods for their initiation. They have this massive treehouse. We meet all their woodland critter friends, a bear cub named Rags, 
a snake named Fred, which, by the way, f- fucking snake scenes, Jesus. <laughs> you're you're you weren't digging that snake scene, huh? No, not a snake fan, you know. <laughs> and yeah, they're they're they they're uh, what are they? Oh, and then when they're when they're out there, they kind of chase the bear off the little baby cub that they named Rags, uh, and then they run into some of the the lumber dudes that are measuring whatever the hell they are measuring in the forest. And uh, yeah, nice. they see the bear, and, and then they're like, "We're gonna, we're gonna shoot this bear." Blah blah. blah. And, yeah, and the they, pu- yeah, which is illegal. Yeah, you can't. Just <laughs> they're like, a "It's bear. a cub." He's like, "It's still worth money." You're like, no, you cannot just shoot a bear cub in the middle of a forest. You don't have a license to hunt in. Yeah. You don't have a license to hunt bear in. And even if you did, you cannot shoot a cub. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All of that yeah. is illegal. But yeah, also- they're worried about permits later on in the movie. And I'm like, yeah. uh, you're. <laughs> Yeah, well, but like Chuck Norris shows up and kicks all their asses. He yeah, dive bombs him as an eagle and turns into Chuck Norris mid-flight and like just drops into a flying kick. Right, because he has the power to kind of transform and merge all these things. And I did, I did actually find the right clip. Now, hold on, this is I think this is the right one. Back here, let's get cooking. Billy here, all systems go. Treaty here, let's do it. Hollywood Megazord. Power up your crew. Shit, that was Power Rangers. Um, okay, that's. It's a different combining one. I'll, the, the powers combined thing threw me off. I grabbed the wrong clip. I'll, I'll, I'll fix it. Listen, I would rather have watched that. <laughs> I was a huge Power Rangers kid. Power Rangers was fun. Okay, so... The, there, well, actually, there is some Power Rangers well, connections, too. Okay, the joke there is only funny if you've seen the movie and know that the minute he turns into Chuck Norris, they have, like, a really mainstream, lame 80s cheese guitar that sounds exactly like it was ripped out of a Power Rangers episode. Just, oh, like, yeah. wailing. Yeah. Okay, Fantastic. So that is the joke there. <laughs> anyway, he kicks their ass, sends them packing in fear, and then... Um, Breaks the guns over his knees. Yeah, like he's Batman. <laughs> Fuck the guns. <laughs> and then, like, she, she, um, Austin, the girl, mm-hmm. which is an interesting name. Yeah. Austin, Austin, uh, you know, comforts Rags the bear and has a special moment with Chuck Norris, the nature spirit, where he's like, you know, you did good defending the bear, kid. Yeah. And then good he magics job. away. And another boy saw it. And then, the, and she's like, no, I, I saw it. And they're like, no, you're talking to the bear. And bears can't talk. It's like immediately just a whole bunch of men talking over her. And I'm like, yeah, get used to that. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, you guys all just saw this guy. Mm-hmm. You didn't see him disappear, but you saw him. So, I mean, I was Most talking to realistic him. realistic <laughs> part of the movie. <laughs> so, uh, after that, they they go on their 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 journeys. They initiate the kid. They they go to sleep. They wake up the next morning. They're gonna go. There's there's a snake scene, and they're gonna go fishing. Um, yeah, they're, they're hanging out and about. But Thorn, the evil guy, decides to to get the kids off the mountain so that he can clear the illegally clear the trees off the mountain. He decides to blow up their treehouse. Yeah, that's logical. Guys, yeah, with a timer and stick dynamite. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so Chuck is beating up the henchman again, but doesn't realize the dynamite's set to explode. And he gets there just a second too late for it to blow up. And it blows up and it injures. But what, what is that weird stare thing that he does? Oh, yeah. He still stares in their souls and everything goes negative. Yeah. And it's like, then he can see through that guy's eyes. But then you also see the girl at the treehouse. So I don't know what 
Chuck Norris was actually seen in the vision, but Plot whatever. contrivances. Yes. yes. I mean, I don't know why I expect it to, to make sense. But yeah, he saw that and he's like, oh, I got to go. You know, he flies off to go help the kids. Oh, yeah. So he flies off. He, get, he gets there too late. And then he, he absconds with Austin and bear, and the, in, the injured Austin and the injured rags, the bear, to go magic them back to health. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. the kids spend all of five seconds looking for her in the rubble. And then panic yeah. and think that they, there's there's too much rubble and they can't possibly get to her. So then they bike all the way back to town. Yeah. And they just happen to run into um, her dad at Clovis's gas station. So they all jump back into the Ford Bronco and run up to the camp where where um, Clovis calls the sheriff. Now, the important thing that we skipped over is that her drunk dad used to be the deputy. But then when his mom, then when her mom, Austin's mom left, her drunk dad became a drunk. And lost his deputy and job. So he can't deputy no more. And right. so this is him and the sheriff got beef. So the sheriff's going back and they're scouring the wreckage. By the way, this is at the one hour mark of the movie. <laughs> yeah. And they they, uh, they they don't find anything. They think that the girl's dead. They go back to Spondent and then she shows up. Uh, yeah, because Chuck Norris had his turned into a magical bear and mm-hmm. did his weird magical flying goo and she woke up. By the way, don't you love that every time the bear is on screen, they're, they're clearly just dangling food above the top of the camera <laughs> as it's like reaching for it? And I, I got to say, it's really unethical that they paid all the bears in this movie in cocaine. Yes, that's I mean, that's how they get that's how they get anyone to act these days. They think that that there's a moment like the dad is now dedicated. His head has a, a change of like heart. He's no longer a drunk. He's going to be a good father from now on. Um because yeah it's all it takes yeah let me be clear when i say this that is that is it is not a bad thing that he is having a transformation it is insane to think that you could be a drunk for two years and not be like chemically dependent on this because (laughs) uh yeah i know alcoholics and when once they become an actual alcoholic if they don't drink for a little bit they start shaking because their body's going into withdrawal so there's no withdrawal symptoms here. He's just, I, I beat it. I beat it, kid. I beat it. Yeah. This is this is exactly t- like a person with clinical depression. Have you tried being happy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you ever tried just, you know, just not being so sad all the time? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's it. It's that easy. Sure. Which is, <laughs> is, is, is the movie doesn't mean to be judgmental. It's just really bad writing. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, this is kind of like a... Uh, speaking of like bad writing. So they got the whole town up there looking for the girl in the treehouse, basically like mm-hmm. they got like 10 people up there all digging through stuff and looking through things. And that's when the dad sees her. And then like, um, she tries to tell the sheriff that she, she saw somebody and it was a, the sheriff had a flashback of, you know, being in the lake 30 years ago and something lifted up his girlfriend and took her to the surface. And they don't know who to, so while this is going on, and you assume there's still these ten or so people that are searching through the treehouse, uh, they're still out there. And now the loggers showed up. And, you know they want to start getting things set up, but the kids go run around and set up like Home Alone booby traps everywhere. Yep. What happened to all the people that were looking through the treehouse? Did they just all leave at the same time? <laughs> I don't. I was like, what happened to those people? Oh, you know that's, that's a good question. You know, it's the kind of question that's like, why would the loggers care if they got paid to not cut down trees for the day? 
right? They just get to, yeah, they were paid to hang paid. out. Yeah. Yeah. There's no world in which they would be like, ah, fuck it. We're going to cut down the trees anyway, because yeah. they were getting paid. Or why would the lawyer touch the gun when it was handed to him? <laughs> no lawyer would get, do that. <laughs> he said he's not a criminal lawyer, so, you know. Well, he is now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Not a criminal lawyer, but a criminal lawyer. Yeah, comma, yes. Um, <laughs> so, uh, okay. So Home alone the, in the forest. Well, okay, so Thorne has gotten a permit to let him cut trees at noon tomorrow. The town is trying to get a court order to ban him from doing that and also get a warrant for his arrest because he blew up the treehouse and almost killed those kids. Yeah. However, Thorne, the rich guy, who's hellbent on cutting down the trees because he hates these trees for some mm-hmm. reason. Yeah. Um, all of the kids are going to go home alone him. And they do. And they use fishing rod to take out the sea bees. They put t- literal potatoes in the <laughs> tailgate pipe. They put they yeah. had nails in the lo- road. Uh, they almost kill Thorn though. You know what? I've This was filmed in Oregon and I've actually been over by where some of this was filmed and that little waterfall mm-hmm. it's pretty shallow what he falls what he's supposed to be falling into oh, okay. i think he would have just died right there i don't think there would have been any any help in him he would have died yeah it's wild so so like point, right on his tailbone too no yeah <laughs> you know i i fell down i fell down uh, off my porch onto the sidewalk Landing on my tailbone, and that was not fun for like three weeks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, this would have been bad. What was really funny? So what what happens is they 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 lasso his feet together, and they attach the other end of the rope to um, a log, and they roll the log down the hill, and it drags him down the side of the mountain over a waterfall into uh, a riverbed below, uh, which you will mm-hmm. notice is attempted murder. Yeah, a hundred percent. But you but know, it's all he's, good he's, fun. He's fine. He's back in the road. He's just got poison ivy and poison oak, and he's uh, just 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 hanging out. And yeah. So, so he, he's like, he tells one of his other henchmen, run across the mountain on foot because all of the cars are disabled now, and tell the 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 loggers to cut the trees. We have to cut the trees. We have to cut the trees. So mm-hmm. he takes off running. The bad guy takes off running and Chuck Norris comes and beats him up. Well, he he first tries to call on the radio, but he can't because the Home Alone booby trap set up loud music uh, over the radio so you couldn't actually talk on it. Which has inspired... And instead of changing it, channels, they just... Yeah, which it, it's inspired an entire um, convoy of loggers and truckers <laughs> to jump out and start dancing to this song that is a 50 song ripoff it sounds like barbara Ann. i knew you'd love that scene where the guy's uh air guitaring on with a, a chainsaw, chainsaw? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. not the most insane chainsaw scene in this movie no no <laughs> So that that's happening, and then the the, the 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 warrant and the court order finally came through. So the sheriff right. shows up at the blockade where Thorne is lot has been blockaded by Home Alone booby traps, and um, he's now threatening children with a rifle because boy yeah. did that escalate quickly. And the yeah. cops show up, 
and he shoot and he accidentally shoots one of the lights off the cop car siren, which is now assaulting an officer or attempted murder of an officer. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's not good. It's real no. bad. And no, it's, uh, it's it's just it's a good thing that Thorne was white because that cop yeah. just came out of the car with a bullhorn, and that, that was is, all. He- <laughs> that is exactly what happened. Um, <laughs> if his then, skin were just a couple shades darker, they would have come out guns a blazing. And um, he takes off running. He hands the gun to his lawyer, who also runs with the gun, which like <laughs> the joke with your lawyer at that point is the lawyer is like, I'm sorry, but our firm can no longer represent you. Right. Yeah. Was, was earlier when he the lawyer didn't want to go with them and they're like, well, we're not backwoods lawyers we're city lawyers or some shit. Right. <laughs> and they were forced to go with them anyway. But like it should, right. have been a, it should have been a joke about billable hours. Yeah, something. There, yeah. I mean, there was kind which, of attempts way, at stuff. Their, their rate is four hundred dollars an hour, which in nineteen ninety five does not sound like cheap, but not. I don't know that that, that it would be the lo- the level of lawyer you would think a person with this much money would have. Yeah, well, he likes cheap labor, I guess. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not. I, yeah. I, I don't. I don't know. But I, I I like the scene where the kid thought that he would be kind of hidden with the with the stereo blasting music in the middle of this quiet forest. I don't know how he managed to get found. Like, why? Why would you just sit there and keep dancing by? Why wouldn't you just set it, play, and then run off? Because you're eight. Yeah, I guess so. That's true. Uh, Yeah. Though this was a great scene, though, because he was the the little eight year old kid was trying to was trying to fight Williams, and he's like, "Yeah, just punch me right here, punch me right here," and he puts his chin up, and you would never believe what would happen next. That the kid would do a flying kick and knock him back. Yeah, well, after Chuck Norris comes flying in as an eagle mm-hmm. and then turns into his human form as he's mid-flight. Mm-hmm. Which is the second he's, time they've done that. Yes, because he's got he's got the powers of, of all the animals combined. This is the clip of the animals combining. Hold on. Ready to form Voltron. Shit. No. Activate okay. I don't know. I don't know where it is. <laughs> Uh, so the movie that should be the end of the movie. They arrest Thorn as well that ends well, except uh, the loggers have decided that they're not going to wait around anymore. They're just going to start <laughs> cutting trees, which again, <laughs> they would have been happy to get paid to not do anything. I don't, I don't know. I don't know who's writing this movie. So yeah. one guy is, is, is sawing through the tree with his giant chainsaw and Chuck Norris just grabs a chainsaw with his bare hand and stops it. Yeah. Not his, not his bare hand, not B E A R hand. No, his- Bare actually, hand, like yeah. no glove on a hand. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't even part of the movie. That's just Chuck Doris. Yeah. Just, you know, being badass, stopping a chainsaw with his bare fucking hand like a man. <laughs> are you are you are you trying to get on the ground floor of like some sort of Chuck Norris branded man soap? <laughs> Dear Lord, no. I've <laughs> probably only seen two Chuck Norris movies in my life. I, uh, uh, most of the ones I have seen have been, uh, on riff tracks. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just, uh, yeah. I've seen his Bowflex <laughs> commercials. I've seen a lot of Bowflex commercials. I've seen Walker Texas Ranger commercials, but I've never actually watched that show either. Oh, it's bad. I bet it. I bet. It's like, bad and you walk. know, you know how I know it's bad because right. six other people on this cast are also in Walker at some point or another. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, uh, would you they, believe that one of the co-writers of this was also a co-writer on Walker, Texas Ranger? Would you believe that? No, not at all. Oh, all right. 
You, yeah, you're clearly you're shitting me. Uh, so uh, that that no, that's the end of the movie. The sheriff gives Austin's dad his badge back because he's been sober for all of twelve hours. Yeah. Well, no, wait, wait, wait. First, we we have to talk about the McKenna and Thorn confrontation because that's the big bad guy in the movie. Yeah, but that happens before the climax. I, yeah, I know, but it, it's it shouldn't have. But because uh, the movie is bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, the 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 uh, he tells he tells Thorne he's like, oh yeah, you know, I remember when you tried to start a fire here when you were a kid, and Thorne freaks out like, no, nah, well, uh, how do you know? And I didn't tell anybody, and blah blah blah. And Chuck Norris is like, I I put it out. And he goes, I saved the forest from your carelessness now, and I'll save it from your greed for some nonsense. But the dude doesn't believe that Chuck Norris is anything, so he's like... <laughs> well, if there's nothing I can do to change your mind... Then maybe I can. <laughs> and for the first time, we actually see him morphing into an animal. Most of the time, it's just a quick flash of a screen. And, and this is, uh, I think it's the same clip of the animal that they've used five times in this movie so far. Well, yeah. <laughs> it knew one trick. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, the town helps rebuild the treehouse. The entire town helps rebuild yes. the children's treehouse. Okay. Now I, I gotta take a, I gotta take a, I mean, that's, that's pretty much it. Um, the girl, uh, Augustine, ends up seeing McKenna and out pops his wife. And she's like, oh, he did find her, blah, 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 roll credits in the movie. But we're not done yet because the all the townspeople that were helping rebuild the thing. Yeah. Do you remember a gentleman that was sitting on the swing and they all started spinning him around? Like yeah. they did for the kid when he was. All right. So. Uh, that character actually had a name, and his name was Barney. Okay. He was played by a gentleman named George Flowers, also known as Buck. Okay. Um, Any relation to Jennifer? No. But uh, according to his IMDb profile, <clears throat> it said, and I quote, there aren't many actors who can claim that they have appeared in everything from innocuous family features to sexy softcore smut to popular television programs to various horror, science fiction, and exploitation movies. My name is Buck, and I'm here to fuck. Pretty much. Um, yeah, By he, the way, he started. Do you, do you know the movie that's actually from? Because Kill Bill's just referencing it. No, I don't. Eaten Alive, Robert England says it. Oh, okay. Toby I Hooper did not movie. know that. Mm-hmm. I'll have to check that out. Um, but yeah, this guy, he has uh, he, he started his career with films such as uh, Country Cousins, um, Mother Knows Best, where he played a character named Boris Clitoris. And he was a grip. Nobody could find him. No, they've been looking. All the women he, seem to know where he's at, but he was hiding out men the can't find him. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, he and he was in uh, or he was a grip uh, for the erotic adventures of Pinocchio. So there, and he 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 was in those kind of movies kind of throughout he the was 70s. He was the grip. Yeah. For Pinocchio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Are you familiar with Isla She-Wolf of the SS? I am familiar in the sense that I know about it. He was in uh, that and its sequel. He was in Video Jesus. Vixens. He was okay. in uh, a couple of Triple X movies. And then he started doing horror and family films kind of at the same time, even some of them. So I'm going to name a couple of movies because I don't know how we don't know this guy already. He okay. was in he was a bomb in Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. He was in okay. Sorority Sorority Babes and the Slimeball Bolarama, Maniac Cop, Pumpkinhead, Mac and Me, Munchie, Tammy and the T-Rex, Wishmaster, and he was in a few episodes of Power Rangers. And he helped launch Robert Zadar's career. Well, goddamn. Yeah. So, um, he literally had like five seconds in the film just spinning around on <laughs> a thing. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, and did you see who this movie was directed by? I actually did not. Who was it? Aaron Norris, the younger brother of Chuck Norris. Oh, that makes sense. Because like Rebecca Norris is um, a producer. Yeah. And um, uh, Aaron Norris also directed some Walker, Texas Ranger episode. <laughs> you know what they say. The eyes of the Ranger are upon you. Yes. And he also did Top Dog and Hellbound and Delta Force 2 and oh, Missing gosh, in Action 3. Oh, gosh. He did three. a lot of Chuck Norris movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did a couple. He did some acting too in uh, movies that they probably didn't have the budget to to get no, Chuck. They don't, got be his ridiculous. don't be ridiculous. Chuck never did acting. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So that was um, that was Forest Warrior. I had been wanting to see that because of the chainsaw clip. I I saw the chainsaw clip in the hand mm-hmm. uh, at some point, and I was like. Oh, okay, and then I found out what movie it's from, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna keep this on the back burner for uh, for our you know, end of summer campfire edition. A nice August evening, yeah. And, um, uh, would you like to know if there are any murder she wrote connections? Oh, please, are there any murder she wrote connections? Oh, dear lord, we're setting a record, all right. Um, all right, hold on. Yes. Ten. Ten connections. Well, we've, well, hmm, technically seven. But ten Ten episodes? episodes? (laughs) So uh, we got a guy. That's the best kind of correct. Yes. Uh, Dennis Palladino was on the 1993 episode Dead Eye. John Dennis Johnston, the guy that played Williams. Uh, was in the 1986 episode Powder Keg. Uh, the guy that played Buster, another one of the random people, was was Boris in the 1997 Murder She Wrote TV movie South by Southwest. Loretta Swift, who was also Hot Lips Hulahan, she was mm-hmm. in an episode uh, called Portrait of Death. Uh, one of the lawyer dudes, uh, Max Gale, was in the 1989 episode Dead Letter. And this is where it gets interesting. Terry. Kaiser, Kisser, uh, whatever his name is. Uh, yeah. Uh, Bernie. He was in two episodes in two different roles. So he was in The Murder in the Afternoon and Showdown in Saskatchewan, which sounds intense. But Michael Beck, who played the drunken dad, he was in three different episodes as three different characters. So I think he gets the uh, the grand Murder, She Wrote award. 
Yeah. So that was about, that was about all I got for that. And, uh, um, in a way, I brought you here to offer you a job. You think you can do it better, so here's your chance. See, that's the right clip. That's Anyway, so now is the question. Uh, you are allowed to change three things. You have to change three things, but only three things to re- make re- this movie better. I'm replacing Thorne with Tim Curry's Swag Monster from Fern Gully. All right. Let's replace him with Tim Curry. I mean, that's my bid for basically everything. <laughs> Find a character right. and replace them with Tim Curry yeah. for reasons. Um, no, <laughs> the um, let's see. Um, God, I don't know where to go with this. This movie is like really threading the needle of just being like just average on all fronts. Yeah, it's not object. Yep. It's not objectively. It's it's not a it's like a like a abjectly horrible, but what it is is forgettable um so how do we make it less forgettable how do we make it more memorable without being completely unhinged Uh, notes of the latter probably not uh so let's see Mm. it's a weird one like what do you pick yeah i I don't i don't even know where to go on this one hey maybe make it less walker texas ranger (laughs) y I don't know how you do that, but uh, it's R rated now. There's lots of gore. I don't know. It's a, it's a weird. <laughs> it's a weird one. Like what? what, do you, what I, well, do you, actually, what? you you did you did pitch one earlier, which was uh, throw Warwick Davis in there as a leprechaun somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like Tim Curry's the bad guy. Warwick Davis is just in there fucking shit up halfway through the movie, and uh, fuck it for the hell of it. Also, there's a clown in the storm drain. If you look at every other scene. <laughs> if you see a red balloon floating in the background watch mm-hmm. out uh well i guess uh do you have anything else to add to this uh fine fine film yeah um chuck norris is not good and i don't get why the jokes exist <laughs> yeah um that's maybe that's why the joke exists because probably yeah, it's just bad. The irony. Anyway, the last of time. <laughs> no, um, All right. that, yeah, that's that, it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Like it's it's a good kids movie. If you like, if you if you need something to put on for your kids, it's it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. yeah. It's it's not going to change the world. It's, it's just it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that wraps it up for uh, for this episode of Found on Shelf. And if you enjoyed this podcast, like, subscribe, review, uh, whatever they let you do on whatever platform you manage to find it on, us on. Uh, listen to us on multiple platforms. Listen to the same episode on each platform to see if it sounds any different. Um, and then let us know. You can find us on any of our social media accounts. Basically everything out there you can think of. Uh, we are on Found on Shelf Pod. And uh, you could also email us found on shelf pod at Gmail. Uh, and that's about it. Let us, yeah, let us know what you think of the show or offer any suggestions on movies you'd like us to check out. Patrick, you got any closing words for us? Yeah. What the hell am I picking for next week? Ooh, I have no clue. Tune in next time. Same All right. bat time, same bat channel. Well, the bees are buzzing and the skies are Stop that. 
I should have clipped more of that. Oh, wait a minute. Wait, wait. Bear, wolf, the eagle became one in Matena. He could become all of them. An Indian legend, a shapeshifter, and he would stay forever to protect the mountain and everything that lived there. <laughs> 